Welcome to Small Big Wins, a podcast that curates stories of folks who use their courage, caliber and conviction to transform people's lives. They always look beyond personal gains and strive for the greater good. Their stories often begin with a dream as their only means. Folks who allow the soft lights of their hearts to be their guide even when circumstances threaten to harden them. Folks who start small but win big. Hi, I'm Harshwardhan Jaju. Let's begin. A wheelchair-enabled woman driving 4,000 kilometers from the west of the country to the east, from Gujarat to Arunachal, solo, in 96 hours, and is part of a large business organization running a successful career for herself. I'm talking to Soumya Dawar today, who at the age of 17 lost her ability to walk when she fell down some 20 odd feet while flying a kite. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Soumya Dawar today. Soumya. Thank you so much, Harsh. Uh, hi, everybody. I'm Soumya. And uh, just to introduce myself, uh, the way I like to start is that uh, I am a daughter. Uh, a corporate leader, a traveler, a motorsports enthusiast, uh, and um, just just another human being, you know, who's just trying to make the most of uh, her life at, despite all odds. I mean, I think we all have a lot of odds in our lives. So yeah, that's that's just uh, me, and that's just simply me. So, Samia, thank you for that, and. and i often find somia that the largest difference between what we are and what we are not is grit mm-hmm. and you have been through a very devastating situation in your life you have overcome that situation but many of us who are absolutely fit and fine and and do not have any kind of a physical problem lack in grit what do you think about this what do you want to share about this um there are a couple of points that i would like to mention here harsh um one when we say a situation is devastating i think it's more about a perspective how you uh look at it for me um uh, it was just an accident for someone who has a third party view to my life may call it devastating oh my god that's very usual for me to hear that is point number 1 on it so one it is about perspectives that how you foresee your situations in life the second bit to this is don't go uh you know differentiating between an abled and a disabled body uh and saying that courage uh, lies here or there i think it's all within ourselves it is it has nothing to do with your gender or like let's say it's just it, it's just a free spirit and we all have it inside us it is just about finding it uh and exploring it or using it or channelizing it in our favor and that's that's all it takes so if you have your right perspective and if you understand yourself well i think it's it's easier to put everything together and then make it work that's how i went about it i mean uh i think 
when my accident happened and of course it was well yeah i would say it was life changing i would call i don't call it devastating yes it was life changing it was a 180 degree turn to how i was living my life and planning my life to where my life kind of flipped in was after my accident but it was definitely devastating for people around me because even their lives were impacted uh but then the thought that one it is just a change and it is not something that can break me down was a perspective and the second bit was that i still wanted to accomplish what i have thought about maybe not in the same ways maybe not the same opportunities but yes the 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 feeling of living my life was still there and hence because somewhere in the back of my head i knew that this is what i want it was easy for me to put together the courage and the determination and whatever adjectives you want to put together which are all within us bring it out and then just just go forward so i would say that again it's how we perceive our situations and then it's also about the choice that we make on how we want to handle those situations and while we can't control our situations we definitely can control how we react or respond to our situations that choice is definitely within our hands and courage just just enables us to do that so that should be my thought on it somia this reaction or response to the situation yeah. were you always like this i the way i have been brought up uh, by my parents uh, they have always made sure that i know how to live and enjoy my life independently i have been given the liberty to take my own decisions while they have always been in my support but not all decisions go right right i mean they may just fall apart and break you but then they have always been standing by my side so to give me that support yet they said it's your life and just go ahead and make the most of it so this was even before my accident mm. so uh, i mean i was just in the 11th grade the choice of uh, i mean i think when you are when you're a teenager then your primary choices are how you want to become what you want to become in your career the choice of subject uh choice of friends and i always had that liberty to make such decisions which would definitely impact my life ahead what i want to study what i don't want to study where i want to study or uh, what kind of friends i have what circles i am i am moving around in i have always been given that liberty the independence to take my own decisions and then let them unravel themselves on their own and then if there were consequences then they were always by my side to support me which they have done like for all 37 years of my life so yes i would say i have always been like that in uh, independently choosing what i think is right for me and then uh, moving forward with it i mean yeah i mean if that was the best example i could give you so there was never a question for you why me why was i why did it happen to me no i won't i won't deny that it was there it did hmm. i mean and i still have uh days sometimes mm. maybe in months maybe in months months you know mm. uh but i do and i did even back then when it happened but 
why me? I mean, I, I, I still remember uh, I had to undergo two surgeries uh, one after the other. And uh, I apparently had two fractures. My neck got broken and then the lower limb, I mean, the lower back got injured. Mm -hmm. So the first surgery happened for my neck, which meant my hands came back in action. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was like, yeah, I mean, it's simple, right? One stitch here and there and while our life is back on track. But when my second surgery happened, my legs didn't start moving again. So I guess that's when I, I cried for the first time. And I was like, hello, Mr. Doctor, you were supposed to fix me. And it doesn't seem to be working. Uh, but uh, hey-ho, that was life. So yes, there had been days when I, I halt, I stop, and I say, why me? I mean, but then I think where I've come in my life at this moment, I know why me. I know... Uh, or I am aware of the purpose that I am there to solve, um, at least pretty much. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I do crash and I do wonder and I do struggle sometimes when I look around and I'm like, mm, you know, I, I, I think I wanted to go hiking and hey, you know what, I just can't go hiking right now because that's not a possibility. But then I have learned over the course to move on, you know. I, I would rather cherish what I can do than spend any time or uh, feel sorry for myself for things I can't do. I mean, everyone has their own restrictions. I have mine. So I think that kind of consoles me sometimes, you know, and I say, oh, okay, I just can't do this. There are a lot of people who can't do a lot of other things. So that's fine. Yeah, but then I do crash to answer your question, Harsh. Absolutely. Yes. I, I, I'm in awe the way you describe the situation and the way you describe how you have uh, pulled yourself out of this uh, with all the humility that it still happens. There's no way of saying this, Somia, but if you were to look at it in hindsight and if everything was as it was and this incident would not have happened, would you have done what you are doing? Would you have pushed yourself to these limits in terms of driving solo and doing it over 4,000 kilometers and a lot of other stuff which you have done? Um, I don't know, you know, so when this hindsight question comes, I have like so many versions of those stories, you know. Uh, sometimes when I'm just sitting with my friends and I'm like, oh my God, I may have like born two kids and been probably running behind them and beating them to not study and not do this and not do that. And oh my God, how terrible that would have been. And uh, on a contrary, uh, I'm like, mm, I may have been, you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that's one version. The other could have been, yeah, I may have been uh, a doctor or I don't know how life would have been. Uh, but it's, it's a very difficult one had I pushed myself. But if I think it hard and if um, I even a wee bit understand how I was as a as a young child um, to my parents, I think I would have done it. Mm. You know, I would have pushed myself to those limits to do what I wanted to do, which may not be maybe you know, driving so long or uh, it may it may have been anything again in hindsight, but I would have done that. Thank I think, uh, yeah, I mean, at least, like I said, in hindsight, a lot could happen, you know, or I may have just been like one 
like I said, you know, one evil mother, you know, just just beating up my kids for not studying or troubling me or not letting me sleep and something like that. Or maybe, I don't know, you know, but yeah, I would have done it either way, you know, just to make sure that I make the most of it. Thank you for cracking that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And and I know maybe I'm just asking this in another way, but it is to get something out from you for all of us here. Um, Did you kind of at any time despise anything? Did you hate the circumstances? Did you hate the condition? Did you hate the hate the whole process of life? I did. I, and I, like I said, you know, I, I I may get sad and I may also get angry. Uh, I used to, at least, and there used to be uh, situations where I used to hate it a lot. I mean, if I go back to the year 2004, five, when I was supposed to complete my schooling and uh, my education and, and the way you know, I was restricted because of the infrastructure where the school turned around and said, hey, you know what, because she can't come to school and attend classes regularly, we can't let her do a regular plus two, you know, mm-hmm. or uh, when we started talking about colleges, then again, the infrastructure became a problem. Uh, even the government educational institutions were not equipped enough to accommodate uh, transport was not enough to accommodate. So uh, that was the basics, if I must say. Then comes to entertainment. So I remember I have fought with a zillion people to make sure that places are more accessible. Um, some people changed. Uh, I still remember this story with uh, Inox in Jaipur. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they just opened up and, uh, you know, so when, when, when a theater says that they are accessible for them, it's like the first row, you know, you go and it's an accessible theater. You have your seats, you know, you sit in the first row and you look like this and that's how you watch the movie. And I'm like, but Hey, oh, you know, I, I can afford the top seat and I can sit on the recliner or whatever jazz that you have in your fancy theater. And, but you don't make it accessible. So, uh, and then, then there was this huge debate I had uh, with the people there, but, and, and they took my feedback. They were, they were very amazing. So next, the next Inox, Inox theater that came up in Jaipur, they made sure that I have a very unhindered access to the recliner seats where I can comfortably sit and I don't have to kind of raise my neck to a degree and trouble the people with me as well to all looking like that at the theater or the, at the screen and watch the movie. So, so yeah, I mean, uh, they made sure that, you know, I have a theater which accommodates me in the most friendliest possible way. I, I'm still in touch with those people and I've been very thankful to them for hearing me out, taking the feedback and not just saying, hey, you know what, we, we make it accessible. You can sit in the front row and enjoy the movie. I'm like, why don't you try and sit with me and enjoy the movie from there? But never mind, keeping my sarcasm aside. Uh, while the others have not been so accommodative, you know, I mean, people have come back and say, you know, we have this, um, uh, there is this statement, uh, you know, uh, which says it is 
the right of entrance to a property lays with the owner, right? I don't know. There's a way they say it. Can't recall. So some people have even thrown that tantrum. I'm like, why do you have to? I, I remember, I mean, I used to party a lot. So uh, there have been people who said, Madam, but why do you want to come to a club? And I'm like, sorry, did, did I hear you right? Uh, why do I want to come to a club for the same reason why everybody else does? Well, the others have been very accommodating. So I have hated certain situations to go back to your question. Uh, when I want to do things and I'm just restricted because people, uh, or let me start with the infrastructure, that the infrastructure is not that friendly. Um, and uh, then when people do not have such mindsets, which are accommodating or not differentiating or uh, while we talk about equality, it's, it's more about individuality as well. So uh, everyone, regardless, should have an access to every place. Why not? So yeah, those have been painful, hateful moments for me. Uh, uh, but again, as life passed, I think I, I am more, uh, I would say, more concerned about myself that how I channelize my energies than having a debate with somebody who can't understand. I mean, someone who has already made a statement that why do you want to come to a club? I think it's the end of the story there. You know, and while there are people who are accommodative and I, 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 would, I, I respect them for that and I thank for them, thank them for that. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's been the case. Hate is a strong word, but I won't deny that I have not hated them or cussed them or, you know, uh, loathe them from the bottom of my heart that you can't just do some basic stuff which mm -hmm. is required. So, yeah, that's that. And, and during these times uh, or during these years, what inside you have grown the most? As a person, I've become uh, more patient. Um, as a person, I have become more simple in life. Mm -hmm. You know, and I don't know how to elaborate that, to be honest. Uh, uh, it's it's a very difficult state, but then there are times when I'm a little pompous and I'll I'll be telling my friends and family, you know what? I live in a nirvana state. You know, I mean, I like my life very simple, uh, very basic. I'm a very basic, minimalistic person. I'm a very minimalistic person, you know, someone who likes to live with the basics and I'm very happy with it. I'm not someone who seeks... Uh, happiness in things. I'm someone who uh, likes to seek happiness in people I, I spend my time with, uh, with my family. You know, for me, those little moments bring a lot of joy than going to a fancy restaurant and ex having expensive food or, or living in an expensive, I mean, place or environment. I mean, for me, it's all here. It's all with people. I have become more human. Um, I, I like to give back to the society. I like to empathize with people. Uh, I, I like to connect with them. 
uh, at different levels. Uh, I don't know if it's usually not in not my space to uh, interfere in anyone's life, and I keep out of it. Yet uh, I, I do, um, you know, try and uh, try and sometimes give out some examples which may help people. You know, I think I've become more human. Uh, more patient, more empathetic, um, more grounded, you know, I mean, that's, that's been the course from where I was to where I am now. I like my life simple. I like simple things. And that's about it. I think. You spoke of examples and what if, what are one or two of the examples which you could share with us? Uh, the biggest example that I can share is um, when I go back to my accident, um, and as I mentioned about choices, right? I had a choice and a very valid choice which said, hey, I don't have to care. You know, I can just be a vegetable, stay at home, and everybody is going to look after me. And what else do I need? You know, all love, care food in the bed, eating in the bed, whatever, you know, I, they'll, they'll treat me the way I want to be treated and so on and so forth. But, but then that was not what I wanted to be. And I, and I know as far as my family and my parents are concerned, they would not have even pushed me. I mean, I, I, I still remember when I said I wanted to work back in 2006, three years after my accident. And my dad was like, you don't have to work full time, you know, just go have fun, come back. Why do you want to work full time? And I was like, no, if, if this is my career, then I'll put my best foot forward. So I will, I will run the course, you know? So the point that I was trying to make was that they would have been more than happy to treat me like a princess and let me be on the bed. But then that was not a choice I wanted to make in my life. I wanted to live my life on my own terms. I wanted to enjoy things the way I wanted them. I, I had been independent prior to my accident and I wanted that to continue even despite all odds. And I moved forward, you know, from, if I summarize it from uh, being someone who was supposed to be lifted up to sit uh, and at a certain point even fed, dressed up, to now me taking care of my 80-year-old parents who live with me. And I cook and I'm independent. I, I travel a lot uh, and, I, I, and I rally and, and, and I do, I party, I dance, I do everything. So uh, again, it's, it's just simple things in life, you know, yeah. um, and then you just move forward with it while you can. And, and like I said, I could have sat down and I could have whined about it all my life, but no, I didn't want that. From myself. Fantastic. And what prompted this driving expedition? Uh, well, 4,000 kilometers, 96 hours solo. I, I had a companion. I mean, wouldn't have done it solo, but yes. Um, so, so there is an inspiration I had. Uh, there's this dear friend and she's, she's a 
she's a celebrity the way i call her but again she's very grounded uh mrs deepa malik um so the first time i met her uh in 2014 um or the way we connected <clears throat> was that people used to confuse me that i look like her and they literally stopped me on the road and said oh miss deepa malik and i'm like no no i'm not her i'm sorry and then i googled her up and i i connected with her on facebook and and then that's how we connected and i read her story and what she has done so yes she has been she's been my inspiration um and then uh, the first time i met her she was in jaipur for a rally and that's when i told her that you know what i want to uh do this and that's exactly when i started driving as well so uh, so yeah i mean there there are these gumball uh, expeditions that happen every year this was their season 2 and uh, deepa ma'am she called me and she she was like are you interested do you want to do uh and i'm like okay what am i doing is like you just say yes and then you'll figure it out and i said yeah i don't mind i mean yeah why not i mean we spoke about it so thanks for giving me this opportunity and then i spoke to mr sudev barar he he is the he he owns uh, the incarnation sports who kind of uh, organizes these rallies and he called me and he says okay so we are driving from the west coast to the east coast um it's called gumball and it's going to be non stop and um so what's west coast so it's like you come to koteshwar that's in gujarat which is like the western border of the country and uh, then from there we drive all the way to guwahati and then there we kind of have a layover overnight and then we go all the way to the eastern border to the china border in a place called kaho arunachal pradesh and i'm like how does that work and how am i going to win or what is it that that we need uh and uh, then i called uh, my cousin and i was like are you interested in this and initially he said uh, you must be kidding he also had no idea both of us being all naive and novice in the motor group motor sports world I'm like okay let's just do it and then from delhi to jaipur jaipur to udaipur udaipur to gujarat and then we kicked off and then we were like um uh, we were actually very excited to be honest we had our breaking points um so the first night we were uh stuck i i don't we were technically not stuck but we were just shit scared sorry for my french but um, we we crossed uh gujarat to get to chitor through udaipur and we were on this uh, state highway which was just one road with no lights and we don't know what's on the left and what's on the right and we thought oh this is this probably is not the highway let's take another one and then we took another one and it seemed to be the same and then we took the third one and it seemed to be same and we were like we are stuck and where are we and we were like okay it will end and it will end and it will end and it will end but it doesn't seem to end and then i kind of panicked and then i called mr barar and i was like we are stuck i don't know what to do and then they kind of maneuvered us out of uh when i say maneuver then i mean they just kind of guided us and just stood by us you know you you make it to the highway just just keep going keep going keep going so and the next night we were supposed to call, call we were supposed to cross patna and bihar so mr barar was like she's going to crash again so he called me beforehand he's like hello you're going to drive through this there will be bad patches don't panic i'm like yeah all right thanks for prepping me and i think that preparation was enough you know so we we sailed through it and uh, 
we reached Guwahati, uh, covering about 3,100 kilometers, uh, touching about 13 checkpoints, various uh, historical places in the country uh, in about 61 hours. And then we had a layover. And then next morning, we kicked off for uh, Arunachal Pradesh. The first 12 hours, so maybe about 16 hours, were all smooth. Everything fine, awesome roads, uh, brilliant scenic view. Everything is going all right. Uh, and then uh, I think our last patch before we took the incline was uh, going through a sanctuary called Wakro in Arunachal. Even trying to spot tigers in the middle of the night, uh, not scared. Uh, there were some uh, pally drivers that passed by. I was like, I hope you're not scared, Soumya, this time. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, right. I'm not scared this time. Can you just move forward? And um, then, uh, then we took um, the incline. So it was about uh, 300 kilometers to 250 kilometers that we had to drive uh, in about seven, eight hours, just to realize that apparently uh, there were no roads. Mm -hmm. There were absolutely no roads. And I was driving a hedgeback, a single liter engine, and that to an automatic car. Yes, uh, that's another uh, air. <laughs> I mean, half of our respects, the way we say it was because we were driving a sing single liter engine, a hedgeback against the Fortuners and the Thars and all those big cars, you know. And, um, and, and there were a lot of hairpin bends that we had to go through and I lost it. I mean, that's when there was a point. It's like, I am not driving forward. There is no road. You know, I mean, where are we going? And then, But then, of course, again, the point was that is it worth stopping here or is it worth making it till the end? And uh, my cousin played a fantastic role. He He's still being younger than me. He was he was holding tight. We'll make it, we'll make it, we'll make it. And I was like, yeah, we'll make it, we'll make it, we'll make it. And then finally we were in Kahu. Last ones to land, but never mind. We made it to the eastern border of the country. And um, and yeah, I mean, it was it was quite a thrill, quite exciting. People still ask me, or when I tell them, I may end up doing it this year as well. And they're like, "Have you lost it?" And I'm like, "Not yet, <laughs> not yet." But then the thrill is nice. Crossing the country was nice. Uh, Four thousand one hundred kilometers in ninety eight hours was nice. Uh, so yeah, it was it was fantastic, um, and like I said, thanks to uh, Deepa Ma'am for that opportunity that she gave, and she remembered that you know once upon a time I told her this is what I want to pursue, and uh, Mr. Barar as well. He, while the motorsports fraternity is still not very open to be inclusive, but Mr. Barar has kind of kicked off, uh, um, you know that trend of bringing in people regardless it says you just need a car somewhere and that's about it rest i'm sure you can do it mm -hmm. so so he he is very inclusive that way and so yeah i think both of them kind of uh uh just uh let's say motivated me or, or inspired me to get through and enabled me as well I and mean, as far as mr barar is concerned he was an enabler so yes, uh, that was my quick <laughs> 4,000 kilometers. 
it's the sequence out of a movie. But it, isn't it amazing to see how different people come into our lives and do something which becomes life-changing itself? Absolutely, it is. And I, the way I look at it is that everyone comes for a reason. Yeah. You know, uh, they may not stay. Uh, it may not be a long-lasting uh, uh, partnership, but uh, they they're there for some reason, and they'll play their roles, and uh, they'll move out. In fact, um, so <clears throat> apparently, it's my last working day with my current organization today so I was just doing some goodbyes and uh, the way my role was that I had to I have to work with a lot of clients and a lot of people from across the globe that I interact with and there's this lovely lady I met uh, in my last project and this is what we were saying you know that within a span of two three weeks we connected very well and uh, and I call her my lucky charm uh, because since the time she's been in my life, some very nice things that I've been waiting for have been happening. So uh, you don't know why people enter in your life. But then I'm, I, what I believe in is that they enter for a very, very valid reason. And uh, they definitely make a difference. You know, so thank so. you for entering my life, Samia. <laughs> pleasure is all mine, like I said, Harsh. <laughs> and, and if I may ask, yes. and you could share... What's the path forward from here? Are you going to work for another organization now? Oh, yes. Or? Okay. Yes. I mean, I, I, I enjoy my job. I love what I do. Um, and I and I, I love my organization. I had been working with them for almost 15 plus years. That's right. It's just that sometimes you need a change. And um, I am just moving forward uh, with another organization, the kind of role that I like, more people-centric Um so yes, I, I, I intend to uh, continue working and uh, continue with all the adventures uh, that I'm very fond of, uh, more travels and more explorations. And uh, yeah, that's-, that's during, this, during this chat, you mentioned that you know what your purpose is. Yes, Can you I talk would say. Can you talk about it? In my life, um, so let me let me tell you a small story. So, uh, since my accident, uh, my parents have played a very major, crucial role in making me who I am. I mean, I would say prior to that as well, but then post that, um, they have done whatsoever it takes to make my life comfortable, to motivate me in case I'm falling apart, to, to help me remember that I still can do it, you know, and I'll sail through it if I'm stuck. Um, and just to make me happy, you know, whatever it takes. They've never, you know, stopped me from anything. I mean, I have all the liberties in the world. So the way I look at my life at the moment is... As long as they're there, my life is totally dedicated to them. Absolutely. So that's the that's a key purpose of my life. So, um, so that's that's one. Um, I am very passionate about traveling. Uh, while I may still not have covered the entire world yet, but um, that's something that I want to pursue left, right, and center 
uh, at one point in my life later on. Um, so my plans are to actually pick up a van and just just go out driving and just live life out of one. And I, I try to speak to a couple of people to make something like that. So uh, and and the third part is that um, or I won't say third part. So at this point in time, the purpose is very clear in my head. You know, while work is there and I love what I do um, and uh, I, I give my best there. But uh, whatever I'm doing right now is to make sure that they are comfortable. Um, how do you how do you center yourself if there if there's some spiritual element in your life? Do you? Do you have some kind of a belief? Well, yes and no, I would say. No, because I, I am not a conventional spiritual person who hmm. would, uh, would go to temples or churches or other such places. Or let me put it this way. I don't believe in idol worship. Uh, but that doesn't mean that I don't believe in the power the Supreme has. So my belief is that, and, and I very strongly believe in this, that, you know, uh, there is someone who is giving you that strength to maneuver through whatever uh, circumstances or uh, situations uh, one has to face in life and, and and everything else you know I mean the goods in life the bads in life uh, what happens the various situations the people you meet why you meet um, uh, everything is kind of supported and strengthened by his presence or her presence and no gender bias again. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what I believe in. So there are days when I crash and I pray, but that won't mean I'll go to temple and pray. I'll just pray in my head. There are days when I fight with God if I'm not in a very amazing mood or things are not happening the way I think they should happen. Or, I, or say thank you if something very brilliant is happening in my life. You know, but one thing that I very strongly believe in is that one, he gives you that strength, uh, as mentioned, and two, you know, it's whatever tends to happen in our lives, um, it's very thought through by him, mm. you know, and uh, it's it's that kind of belief that I hold that it may not be what I wanted, but it is right if it is happening. It's, so, yeah. Well, it's wonderful the, the way you describe this. And, and I was just reading something before a few days and it came back to me in several different manners saying that agar frishti hai, to frishta hai. Exactly. There is a creation there is a creator absolutely agar, agar karya hai, karan bhi hai. exactly 
So, so I think in in different words, you absolutely said the same thing. Yes, and and that's absolutely true. I mean, uh, there is there is someone, and and I'm I won't say that. Um, well, the way I say it, you know that while he's there and he's looking after and he's he's giving you the strength to do things but then uh, he's not saying that you know i'm just there and i'll put food in your mouth so you have to take your actions and you have to step yeah. and you have to uh, do your part yeah. you know you play your part and then he does his magic yeah. is what yeah, i believe i in. think the other thing which you touched upon when you were when you were describing this is that this this creation is also beautiful so the for so the creator has to be super intelligent absolutely yes yeah. <laughs> everything works in such a harmony in such a coordination so yeah, nature is very beautiful you know if you if you actually sit down um, when you get time from the busy life at least i want to do that it's been a while but you sit down and you look around and you see how things happen you know around you it's, it's i mean to think of it, um, it it is just brilliance absolute brilliance well so so samia thank you very much for being with us today i also want to share with you that this episode with you is my two years into podcasting and it is the 50th episode of small big wins so thank you very much it's very special Thank you so much for making me your 50th uh, <laughs> guest. It's like my honor. Thank you very much and and I look forward that someday you can bring that van and drive to Aurangabad where I live and we can go to Elora and Ajanta Caves with you. Done. I think it should not be too far away. Fantastic Samia. Thank yeah. you so much and here wishing you great success in the new career opportunity you're pursuing. Thank you so much Harsh. Thank you.